Welcome to Mighty House. This is a radio show for people with problems. Home improvement problems, that is. Send an email now to Robbie at MightyHouse.net or call into the show at 877-711-5611. From foundation leaks to roof repairs, the Mighty House team is on the job. You're You're listening listening to Mighty House. I'm Ron Calgill. The Mighty House team is back. You can join us on Facebook Live right now, brought to you by, by Roofers and Waterproofers Local 11, Smart 265, Mr. Floor, and Mag Rad. We're broadcasting worldwide and live, MightyHouse.net, TuneIn.com. We're also on the Gab Radio Network, just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. Podcasts of previous shows available at MightyHouse.net, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and on HomeApprovementUSA.com. Find links to all of them at MightyHouse.net. Video clips of the show are available at MightyHouse.net and on our Mighty House YouTube channel. And we've got a bunch of new videos up there, so uh, go check that out. How-tos and, of course, all of Robbie's past Clutter Clarities. Probably the past four or five months I've been putting them up there, so those are all posted. Because the weather got bad. Now you can't be out riding, so (laughs) you're in the office catching up on all that stuff. (laughs) Uh, Just as bad. Now now I'm actually working is what you're saying and not riding. That's what you're saying. Uh, and you can follow us on Facebook by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show, and our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. And you can give us a call on the Mr. Floor Helpline. It's 877-711-5611, and you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe, and you can learn more at MrFloor.com. And if you've got a roofing question, we might have somebody that can help you out. I'm not we sure. we do. We do, we do. I'm not sure, but if you've got a roofing issue, you may want to give them a call. Right now, 877-711-5611, and uh, maybe we can answer your roofing problem. What because do you think, Gary? In, in studio, we have... It's not too hard. We'll be okay. Okay. <laughs> in studio, we have uh, it's Gary Menzel, and you are from the Roofers and Waterproofers Local 11, correct? That is correct, yes. Excellent. All right. Uh, you want to turn him up a little bit more there? Let's, let's try. Go ahead. Go yes. ahead, Gary. Yes, I'm with Roofers, Waterproofers Local 11. Okay. And uh, Roofers, I get... Waterproofers, what's that mean? Thank you. That was my question. <laughs> Waterproof, I think, of the basement. Yeah. Exactly right. Foundations. You build a high-rise, foundations built down in there, that all has to be waterproof. Okay. So what they do is they seal the foundation, concrete foundation. Cement masons come in, you know, put this foundation in. Waterproofers come in and seal this, you know, with, uh, you know, they have peel and sticks. They have uh, roller applies. They have bent night. There's a, a multitude of products right now that they use. So Okay. Mm-hmm. It just seems like it's two completely different things to have a union of roofers and waterproofers. It's like shoemakers and, and what do you call the hat makers? Millionaire, you know, uh-huh. millen. What's a hat maker, Trixie? Well, not, but you know what I mean. It's like two different things. It's sure. Yeah. Well, we're, we're if you think about it this way, though, we're we're getting ready to have our hundredth anniversary this year. You know, okay. nine, in nineteen. But we keep water out, whether it's from the top <laughs> or the bottom. You know, so we do the building. We do build building envelopes too. Uh-huh. You know, so we actually seal the building from top to bottom. You know, keeping moisture out. So, so you were prepared for that question. Well, you know, it's one you get all the time. What does a waterproofer do? Uh huh. We waterproof structures, you know, so a lot of times it's a basement. They do injections from the inside. Maybe you can't get to the outside of the building, so you go inside, tear out the walls, you know, the drywall or paneling, whatever it is, and then there's cracks in the basement, and they'll drill holes and put epoxy injection in there and stuff, so. And, and seal them up that seal way. Seal it up that way, yeah. So uh, one of the newer products, what's that stuff called, Rich? Where they have the dimpled 
uh, membrane that they put on the outsides of the uh, wall? Casella <clears throat> Dorkin is a manufacturer. It's a yeah, the, the membrane that you put up. But, but that's not true waterproofing. What that does is relieves uh, static pressure. Yeah, the the hydrostatic pressure. It does. It, it it's like this membrane that you put on the wall. Yeah. I was curious if you guys are getting into any of that stuff. You know, is it more residential type though? Uh, no, uh, I, it, I think so, but it is more residential. But yeah. that, by the same token, the waterproofers should be looking more at like the rain screens and stuff that we use behind siding now and stuff. Yeah, because yeah. it's really important to give water a place to go. Yeah, and I think that's what you guys are doing. Is that's what we're doing? Yeah, they're doing yeah. a lot of uh, you know the air barriers. You know, when you get above the foundation, it's air barrier. Sure. When you get below, it's a waterproofing product. Got so. it. All well, right. I mean, I think if you should talk to any lawyer that the majority of construction defect litigation is water infiltration. So I, 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 waterproofing, would, I, would agree, I would agree a lot. Yes. <laughs> waterproofing is crazily important. Yeah. Water management. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so the local 11, what, what area does that cover? We actually cover Northern Illinois. We actually go into Wisconsin, three oh, counties really? and we, we touch Iowa up North. And then we go down to Ottawa, LaSalle, Peru, and then Kankakee, Iroquois, that area. Wow. That's a huge area. It is, yeah. That's massive. Well, years ago in the 80s, they kind of... Consolidated it all? Consolidated, yep. And is that only commercial, or do you guys do residential stuff, too? We've been a commercial um, uh, union for decades, and we're actually looking into the residential market a little more. Right now, we have a residential agreement. We're getting ready to start rolling out, talking to contractors, it's not up and ready yet, but and then we're looking at residential waterproofing also. Why would it be different? Well, think about this, you know, price pricing and stuff. You know, a homeowner, you know, they only have X amount of dollars to actually, you know, do their work. You know, and really, you know, when you're waterproofing or roofing, you should think, you know, hey, this is going to protect my structure from mold, mildew, moisture, you know, all the problems mm-hmm. that you're going to have with uh, water migration. But the difference is commercial, I don't know, decades ago. The uh, union officials in charge just looked at commercial, you know. Well, so. you in order to do a commercial job, you need you need your licensing, you need your training, yes. you need uh, your insurance. Insurance, you need all that. You need right. all that stuff. So then that eliminates all the guys that are just working out of the back of their pickup truck. But yes. the average homeowner doesn't require that, or they should, but they Correct. don't. Well, so, most, right. most villages do because right. there's an Illinois state roofing license, and there's yes. there's two kinds. There's an unlimited and a limited. Limited lets you do residential work. Unlimited lets you do commercial and residential work. So right. every every homeowner should ask someone, do you have a roofing license if they're doing any roofing? Right. Now, waterproofing is mentioned in a roofing license, but nobody ever asks. But it, so I was just pulling a permit for a project. They didn't. The, they did not require a permit for the roofing. And, and that you know, yeah. I run into those every once in a while. There's towns that just do that. So no, no you're right. Yeah, they won't even list the roofer sometimes. Yeah. They got electrical, electrical, plumbing, you know, carpentry right. and stuff, and then roofing. Right. Who's your roofer? They don't list anybody. Right. And there's no electrical license. No. Uh, electrical, a state electrical license. There's not. No. So you know, it's like there never is makes this, sense to me. No, it's just crazy. it doesn't make sense, right? You have a plumbing license and a roofing license, but yep. electricians no license, and they right. should have one. Right. So. And if you're right. an HVAC guy, fifty bucks and an, and an address. And you're done. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Now, what what the consumer should always do is make sure they do their due diligence and yeah. check. We got a guy running around right now. I've gotten two calls from uh, consumers recently, and they said this guy's representing himself as Local 11. He's taking money from them, and then he's not doing any work. And he's got one people for uh, ten or twelve thousand, someone else for four thousand. And anybody comes to you, a contractor should not ask you for money before he starts anything. You know? Exactly. So. Right. 
Yeah, go ahead. No, I just oh, wanted he, to say, talk he, a little bit. He, closer, well, so. But he, I think he's he must animated. be Italian. He's Italian, I think. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, and usually I think I talk so loud that uh, oh, no, they can no, hear no, me anywhere. No, so, <laughs> all right. He, he's Italian, like Rich is. I, you know, yeah. he, he I talks do a lot like of that too. Yes. So, what are some <laughs> bad things that you've seen? Well, you know, when you get to the split block wall and stuff like that, uh, they had one one uh, consumer knew a friend of ours, so I went over and looked at it, and there were blocks of ice coming out of the side of her house. You know, and I'm nice. huge, huge rolling. You know, I mean, solid. It looked like you were in a cave there. So went up. There was nothing wrong with the roof, you know, except for maybe some problems with the wall and stuff like that. So water was somehow getting in the wall, running through this system. And it was like a three-story, you know, regular three-story city house, you know. And then they, you know, the bricklayer, you know, in his design has his weeps and that. Yep. It was going through every, you know, layer. layer there and getting down all the way to the bottom and all the way to the top. And she had a few leaks in the house, not a lot. The funny part was it was leaking on the main floor. When usually you get a leak, you know. It's the top floor. It's the top floor. But it was traveling in this wall system and it was coming out in her kitchen too. And it was just the builder who, you know, bad design mm-hmm. stuff. So that was one of the worst ones I saw. Never seen blocks that big before and stuff. Ice blocks. Ice blocks. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen the yeah. with the uh, wick ropes. Yeah. And, and there's just icicles hanging off the wick ropes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Huge ones. Yeah. Ones. Yeah. <laughs> so we did a commercial job where we were um, doing a YMCA in Naperville. And, again, the... <laughs> The brick wall was. You I know, can't picture Gary doing the YMCA. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, of course I can. I talk with my hands. Of course I can. It's true. Yeah. So, <laughs> so when we were out there, you know, they had leaks, and there was a gym floor beneath there, and of course, you know, we start shoveling. It was an EPDM system, you know, EPDM with gravel on there, and you know? so we shovel it all. And we look for it. No, no leak. So how do you find it? We get the hose up there. We squared everything down on the bottom. Nothing's coming in. Start hitting the wall water's running in you know and it was the cinder block walls and stuff yep, exactly yep. all right we're going to take a quick break we're talking to gary menzel and you are from roofers and waterproofers local 11 and now we know what a waterproofer does well thank you, you know, we, we do more than that too <laughs> yeah. So. yeah yeah and and it's a standard roof we do parking garages coatings on that and stuff oh really all waterproofing yes anything yeah. if, if you've got to keep the water out call roofers and waterproofers local 11 give us a ring there you go all right we're going to take a quick break we'll come back with more from Gary right after this you are listening to Mighty House This is Mighty House Mighty House will return And I feel real good because I'm a craftsman and not a killer It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. Follow us on Facebook by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show and our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. And of course, you can use the hashtag Mighty House. Give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline. It's 877-711-5611. And you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more. Dot com. No. You can learn more. Dot com. You can learn more at Mr. Floor. Dot com. Thank you. Jeez. Nice when you are in seek. Yeah. (laughs) 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 All right. uh, We've got a live read to do here. And, of course, when we have a live read, we call in Fresh Meat, our uh, Mighty House announcer, so uh, come on over here on the other side here, Fresh Meat, and uh, take over. Thank you. 
Every day, mistakes are made by untrained employees of unlicensed contractors who take advantage of homeowners who are looking for a good deal and to save a few bucks. Roofers and Waterproofers Local 11 contractors put their customers first by employing men and women who go through extensive hands-on classroom and on-the-job training. The difference between a union and a non-union contractor is the fact that a union contractor is a contributing contractor, which means the union contractor invests in his employees' training, family health care, retirement, and professional standing in the industry. So if you're looking for a contractor, choose union labor and be part of the solution. Visit RoofersLocal11.org for more information. All right. Amazing. Great Good job. job. Great there job. You, see? Said, we, we, we bring in the professionals. You to do couldn't that. say it any better. No, now we can so. go back to our show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, that's fresh meat. How, how old are you, fresh meat? Um, I'm 16. <laughs> there you go. He, he comes in here, we just make fun of him, and, and, and then we give him stuff like that to do, you know? So, and he nails and, it. And he nails it every time. Thank you. I would have stuttered 30 or 40 times through it. I, I can't make it. Maybe he should start reading my will. commercials. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he comes exactly. in. He, he, right. When we need it done right, we bring him in. You know, there's high pressure. You've got, you've got sure. roofers and waterproofers guy right here, and he, he comes in and nails it. Perfect. That's right. You, you can't ask for anything more. Good job, buddy. Good Thank job. You. Right there. Appreciate it. All right. He's got That's a right. future in radio. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's a voiceover guy. Yeah. We've had a couple of people who've commented already. I know we talked about this briefly in the break about your commercial. Yeah, okay. Is there one we can play? Uh, there, there, that one right there. But I don't know if we've got an actual one we're running. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I thought, we I, have the live read. I and, thought and, Melissa was saying that there's a new holiday one. There may be. I don't know. Anyway, okay. there's Sorry. also, uh, we're talking to Gary. I was saying Menzel, but you're saying Menzel is what? It, what? Listen, that's what my dad told me. So if that's Menzel. what he said, like you said earlier, Menzel. you listen. All yeah. Right. And, right. And, 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 he just listened. Yeah, right. And Gary is from the Roofers and Waterproofers Local 11. And so we've been talking a little bit of roofing, waterproofing. We found out what waterproofing is last segment. And I wanted to go a little bit more into the roofing side of things because uh, City of Chicago is really big on green roofs and greenscaping. Uh, it, it helps with the uh, heat island effect mm-hmm. within the city. It keeps the temperatures, mm-hmm. air temperatures down. That seems like a, a, something that is really becoming more and more popular, at least in the Chicago area. And it's is that something that you see oh, uh, yeah. nationally also, or is it? Yeah, I mean, Chicago's probably leading the way, but they are doing them in, in every major city around here and stuff. You know, stormwater runoff you know, yep. with our combined sewer system, it's a great product, you know, and a great system to put on to lessen the impact of water in the sewers and out in the lake and stuff like that, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Now, can you just, uh, I've seen where people just put down regular roofing and then they put all this plants and stuff on there and then they start getting leaks. Is there a, is that a special roofing then that you guys are doing? No, it's basically, you know, you can put on a EPDM single ply or TPO PVC. They also use waterproofing, um, hot rubberized asphalt system. So it's basically what you do between your waterproofing membrane and your vegetative system. What type of layers? You need a drainage mat. You need a filter fleece. You know, you need protection board. So if you put all that stuff on, you're you're going to be fine with it. Okay. Yeah. But what did you say? EPDM? EPDM, yeah. It's like ethylene, propylene, DN monomer. That, that's and, like pool liner. Well, it's it's real. <laughs> PVC is more the pool liner. Okay. Yeah. But that EPDM is, is basically a rubber roof. Okay. Black rubber and stuff. Oh, know, okay. So. Got it. And uh, is the torch down stuff seems to be burning down old buildings? Is that something you guys are still yeah. doing a lot of? Or well, I mean, it's out there. They've, they've got uh, you know. You should make sure that your uh, installer has CERTA 
trained roofers where they did this sort of torch training, you know. And because it is, you know, there was the furniture store up on the north side, yeah. the church down on the south side. Yeah. I think there was just a big fire up in Milwaukee, you yeah. know. And then there was one at the some college in Kansas too. So torching, and I'm not 100% if it was the roofing torch. Sometimes it's also uh, done by soldering gutters and, um, you know, the downspouts mm-hmm. and uh, scupper boxes and really? stuff. Really? Yeah. Oh, because they're, they're using open flame for that. Well, yeah. And think about it. You know, when you get an old building like that? One ember gets inside. Tender. One one ember gets inside there, and that church went up. That went up quick. Oh yeah, like, yeah. That was about ten years ago or something like that. Yeah, yeah. no. That it, you see that all. I had heard that they were actually gonna. Uh, they were trying to go away from the torch down, like ban it, um, and it had more to do with the off gassing from torching it. The guys should be wearing respirators. Did you hear they were going to get rid of asbestos years ago too? <laughs> True story. It's usually what happens in the industry. We're going to get rid of it, but we never get rid of it. You know, It's a good system if it's applied correctly, and now they're right. actually applying them uh, with cold-applied systems or heat-welded systems, too, yeah. these modifieds. You know? yeah. So, yeah. They're coming up with newer systems. Right. So, uh, Randall, can you slide that other picture over, and then we'll uh, bring Gary's attention to the – look at I the love screen that. up there. I love mm-hmm. that. Is it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume those, those are not your guys – Doing that roofing. Is this the one that you posted on Facebook? Yes. Because I was thinking the same thing. That might have been after a party one time, <laughs> but I don't think any of our roofers are doing that right now. <laughs> that looks a little bit incorrect. Yeah. So, <laughs> so for those that aren't looking yes. at the picture, there's two guys sitting at the ridge at the top of a roof. One of them actually isn't sitting there. He's got his toes hooked over the ridge, and he's hanging down to with a nail gun, and he's shooting in the shingles. It's probably on at least a 10, 12. But yes. his buddy's handing him the shingles, too. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. That looks pretty close. That could probably, yeah, eight, that's an 8, 12 or 10, 12. Yeah, it's pretty steep, that one is. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that, what, <laughs> I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to assume those those aren't, aren't your they're not our, No, they're not our guys, no. What uh, should they be doing? Well, there should be tow boards. They should be tied off. You know, OSHA has, uh, you know, 100% tie off now, you know, on residential roofing, you know. Used to yep. be above six feet. Now you know they want everyone tied off. So, yeah, because yeah. Uh, we are one of the leading industries for injuries and falls and deaths. You know the roofing industry, and I believe a lot of it's uh, due to residential guys like that right there. <laughs> Jamokes like that. Right there. <laughs> that guy right there. <laughs> and yeah. I and I get it. It's hard to do, but you got to do just something. Say some people tie ropes to themselves. They don't realize once you fall, that thing's going to start constricting, and you're going to probably asphyxiate yourself too. So. <laughs> Yeah, or uh, yeah. they make they make a harness. You put on a, a harness. Yes, and right. Then, and then you you put your fall protection. You clip in. Yes. And then my my only problem with this is you need fall protection. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So how do you get that anchor at the top and have fall protection? Well, they have um, these collapsible um, hooks that they you know, and you nail them right into you know you can stretch it out for whatever. Um, you know, slope you need a little right. wider, a little steeper and stuff. Sure. And then right. there's a, an eyelid on the top of it, you right. know, and you nail it right into the joists right. and you hook right up to it and, and but, put your, put your harness on and you're open your lanyard. Right. But you got to get up there without it. You, you don't do. have, you're, you're oh, you don't oh, have no. anything. You got to get up there without it. Right. right. So, so, and, and, and if I remember, but that's OSHA, where OSHA calls that limiting your exposure. So they do. even as a framer, right. As a framer, you have nothing to tie off to. While you're framing a roof, it's not strong enough. So you, by OSHA standards, you do not have to be tied off because there is nothing to tie off to. But the moment you have something secured 
enough, you are required to tie off. Right, and if you think about this too, if you if you put up some scaffolding, and sometimes maybe people can't afford scaffolding, so get a ladder, you put your tow boards in at the bottom, get up on that first tow board. Tow boards used to be acceptable fall protection, not mm. anymore. Yeah. Right. But that's a little better than zero there, you know, because sure, if you right. do slide, you're going to hit the tow board and stuff. Right. So. Well, when we were framing, that's all we had were tow boards. We'd get our yeah. first row plywood down standing on the plates. Yep. We'd get our first row down. We'd put our tow board down because we did mostly 12-12s. <laughs> and then from there, you did tow boards to get to the ridge. And then, But we never had fall protection like that. There was no lanyards and so yeah. on. No, they never uh, used them. Now, one of the jokes we make is, you know, it's not the fall that kills you. It's the sudden stop. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And But so it goes back to what the comment you made about the rope. You don't tie a rope around yourself because you can actually do more damage, snap your back or break bones by that rope coming to a sudden stop. A fall protection harness has a bundled rope that has, is actually, it's nylon, and it's made to tear, yeah. to decelerate your fall, mm-hmm. right. which is why you don't get injured when you do it. Well, Downside is it needs six feet, so yeah. when you tie off at six, you're still going to hit the ground. That's why I never understood the OSHA standard, like, yes, this works in six feet, you got to be tied off at six. Eight would make more sense. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, it's a good idea because I think they think you're going to be, you know, at maybe 20 feet and stuff. There's room sure. to fall, but sometimes you're right on that gutter edge. It's 10 feet, and that's once yeah. you fall, and then that's six feet, and then you're five feet, and you're something's hitting the ground. Yeah, so. well, and, right. and I think uh, we we used to work off of ladders a lot, and now I I see I see more and more people and companies using those two man lifts, yeah, uh, and mm-hmm. they're they're working off of, off of lift stations and stuff like that. Yeah. Which are extremely safe, and then you're tying off on that, so yes. your fall protection is tied off on that also. Yeah, um, and that seems to be more and more of a standard, even for roofers. Yeah, no, a lot of them are are using lifts. You know, sometimes you can't get a lift. Lifts are expensive. Mm-hmm. Residential people aren't going to be paying for all these lifts, and then they also damage your property quite a bit too. Scaffolding is great. You know, it's not that expensive. Put it up. Scaffolding rules are like ten feet. You know, instead of a six foot fall. You right. get ten feet on a scaffold, yeah. even, even though it doesn't make sense. But right. that's that's the rule. So okay, Randall, is uh, is that a roofing question? Do you know? Is it? All right, let's let's uh, let's let's bring. Who do we have? Hey, Maria, you're on Mighty House. Thanks for hanging on. Yes, hi. Um, I was calling because you're talking about roofing. Sure. So I've had like half of my block has had their roof redone because last year we had. Um, a hailstorm, uh-huh. and so pretty much all summer, every other day, somebody would knock on the door offering a free roof inspection. Uh-huh. And uh, I mean, it, I, the roofs don't look like they needed to be replaced, but like half of my neighbors replaced their roof. Yeah. But it seemed a little fishy to me that these companies were saying, "Oh, we can fix your roof, and uh, you know, your insurance will pay for it. You don't have to pay for it." Right. Right. So you don't have to pay for it. Seems like a scam. And you don't have I to do, do your, and you don't even have to worry about your uh, deductible because they'll cover your deductible when they do it. We, we've heard right, all of right. these scams. Right, right. A lot of them were saying that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was wondering, if, you know, it didn't seem legitimate to me. So I was wondering how much would it cost to get a legitimate roof inspection? And <laughs> like I had one of my neighbors, they, they had that their roof redone by one of these companies. Then a week later, there was a bad rainstorm. Their roof uh, was leaking into their garage. Yeah. So it just seems like a. Uh, not a good way to do it all right well we got to take a break right here and uh we're going to take this quick break and when we come back we'll let gary answer that how's that sound sounds good all right good thanks for calling you are listening to mighty house (laughs) there you go jeez sorry distracted (laughs) this is mighty house 
Mighty House will return. Lisa and I built your room. But I don't like this clown. Uh, I wouldn't take it down if I were you. It's a load-bearing poster. It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. You can join us on Facebook Live right now, brought to you in part by Roofers and Waterproofers Local 11, Smart 265, Mr. Floor, and Maggie Rad. You can follow us on Facebook by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show, and our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. And, of course, you can give us a call at the Mr. Floor Helpline. It's 877-711-5611, and you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe, and you can learn more at MrFloor.com. All right, we got uh, Gary Menzel in from Roofers and Waterproofers Local 11, and uh, thanks some for sticking around. Uh, yeah? Some people say Menzel. Menzel. Yeah, my dad. Yeah, Menzel. 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 I like Menzel. All the teachers call me Menzel, so See, I, uh, yeah. both are fine by me. Yeah, that's so. cool. Okay, Menzel. And so from there, uh, we, we we last call we had for you was... Uh, Maria. Maria. And something about... Storm, storm damage. Storm chase, like hail damage. Uh, insurance fraud. Oh, no, that's right. That's <laughs> what it was. Insurance fraud. Okay, can you uh, kind of just uh, sure, riff yeah. on that for a second? Yeah, and no, I was just curious, you know, if Maria remembers that there was a hailstorm in the neighborhood because they always come by, they tell you there's a hailstorm, and you're thinking, wait a minute, I've been here the whole week, I don't remember it raining or anything, uh-huh. and for right. some reason, you know, the insurance company's going to pay for your roof. They did it, it was in my neighborhood. Uh-huh. Somebody knocked on my door and told me that, and I just put a roof on like the year before, uh-huh. and told me you had hail damage in, in the neighborhood. We'd like to go up. You know, I told them, no, I, I don't need it. But they did about six houses in the neighborhood. Someone did it to my mother-in-law. I went over to her house. I went on the roof. There was two little dings, you know. there. Was, so obviously there was a little hail. There was a, two little dings in the shingles. That was it. But they tell you this all the time, but they don't tell you the insurance part of it. Your deductible's probably going up. And they usually do it for whatever your insurance company is going to give you, six grand, nine right. grand, whatever it is. Yep, whatever that is, we'll do it, you know. And, and, and you don't uh, even have to pay your deductible. Right. right, and then you find out that your insurance went up a year or so down the road. You find that out. But you really need, can you can you get someone to inspect your roof? Well, you probably can, but if you call a roofing contractor and he's the wrong one, he's going to tell you, yes, you need a new roof, you know. Yeah. So is there going to be someone out there that can do that for mm-hmm. you? Yeah. You know, it's it's hard to say. I don't think there's a lot of roof consultants that are going to go up and just look to see if you have hail damage or anything right. like that. You know? Normally, so. we tell people to call a regular home inspector. Yeah. Tell them you want a roof inspection. Right. Because they don't have a dog in the hunt. They, right. They're going to go up there. They're going to tell you the truth and say, yes, you do or no, you don't. Here, call this roofer. Right. You know, and, it's probably going to be the best 200 bucks you spend or so, whatever right. they charge. All right, right, devil's advocate. Yeah. How much can my home insurance go up? Depends on, it's, I guess, how many claims you had, the insurance industry, what area you're in. I mean, so like a hundred bucks a year. It could be, you know. so I can get a yeah, new. Yeah, but roof. the thing is, Bobby, <laughs> what you're not understanding is that because insurance companies are guaranteed a profit, that they gladly overpay for this work because it doesn't really affect their bottom line. They are going to raise everybody's right. rates. The whole neighborhood rates go up. Th- yes. now th- so you live in that area. Everybody's rates go up. And but I get a new roof. After the hurricane, I get a new <laughs> six thousand dollar roof. 
for a hundred bucks a year. For a hundred bucks a year. <laughs> Could be, yes. You know. Yeah. You, and you're assuming it's going to be installed correctly, that you're going to get the ice and water shield, and that it, it's going to have all the flashing done correctly and, and all that stuff, because right. those guys yeah. don't. Well, remember this, too. Where are they from? Are yeah. they local? You can get them back there. Are they from Kansas? Some of these companies, you know, they're out of state. They found out there was a storm. They traveled to the areas, and yep. they tried to do do that work and stuff. So right. then they're gone, and if there's any issues... And a lot of times there's going to be issues around the chimney, the penetrations, you know, the walls up on your roof, you know, the eaves and stuff, you know. They didn't do it right. If you get ice back up and they didn't put ice and water shield in, you've got problems probably within the next two or three years. Right. I, I, I had a client that said, here, look at this roofing contract. Let me see if it's okay. Yeah. It guaranteed the roof except for where there was a penetration. <laughs> And, it, and that, that was the, that was in the company's contract. It yeah. was it was like standard, right. you know. That was just their standard writing. Right. So they guaranteed the roof for for mm-hmm. ten, twenty years, whatever it was, except for where there was a penetration. Right. Yeah. So um, what good is that? That's that's where it's gonna uh, leak, right? Some of these guys come in and they just they rack their shingles instead of stair stepping them, yep. and then when the windstorms come, it'll blow these things off straight up, you yep. know. And next thing you know, you got the same problems again. Yep. You know exactly. Yes, Robbie. Well. Well, I have to say, okay, so we have a comment. Okay, good or bad? This exact thing. Yeah, I didn't read the whole thing. Oh, you didn't read it? Okay, Michael, and it's either Mans, Mains, Menez, Manes. Manes. I'm just saying because you could be, you know, yeah, Menzel. It could be either. Just say it wrong, and any second, Moses is going to go. It's Menzel. (laughs) Menzel. Menzel. (laughs) See, okay. Uh, Michael said, I have the same thing happen with my roof, but our insurance company said no, and it would not cover it. So the storm chasers called the public adjuster, and it was approved. They used very bad contractors. I went and inspected the work, and they had to redo the valleys Mm -hmm. because they were wrong and would leak. They charged two times the amount of a local roofing contractor. I fired them, but couldn't afford the siding because they used all the money, and their bid was two times the amount of what the insurance companies gave us. They came by every day. Until my girlfriend finally said, okay, our insurance did go up. Oh, and they charged 10000 for 33 square. It's kind of, well, 10000 for 30 sque- 33 squares. That's probably, it's probably a, that's probably cheap for a 33 square job, you yeah. know, especially if they're tearing it off. And then if it's steep, you know, yeah. if it's a walk-on, eh, I'm still thinking it's going to cost more than that. A reputable guy. Right. A fly-by-night guy, he'll take his ten grand because he knows he's not going to do everything he needs to do right. on that. You know? Right, and 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 can you just roof over and just keep going over top of the old stuff? You can go over one. They they used to go over them all the time. You know? well, I mean, I've seen five or six. Yeah, right? doesn't mean you can. I mean, yes, you can go up there and do it, but should right. you do it? You can go over one, and if you're going to go over one, you, there's some factors you got to think: Am I going to be in this house forever? How long am I going to stay here? If you're going to be there another twenty or thirty years, you probably should just tear it off yourself. But if you're going to be moving soon, you go over it, you know, and again, if you go over it, it's got to be something that's actually pretty flat and smooth, not all beat up and torn up. It's got to be in pretty good shape then to go over it, you know. Right. Are, are you really doing yourself justice? No, but again, some people can't afford it, you know, and you really kind of you know, need, need a new roof, so. Right. Right, and it, it's good to have uh, retain all that extra heat in the in the roof. You know, <laughs> you know, you got that big heat sink up there. It holds yeah, all that. All those right. shingles hold all that heat, well, and it keeps and, it nice and warm. And if it house. has been leaking, you know, what's your deck look like? What's your uh, you know your uh, felt paper look like and sure. stuff? So really, you're just trapping more problems, and eventually, 
you know, you'll, uh, when you tear it off, you know, some of the stuff will actually crumble after time. And sure. Stuff, you're you just know, kicking so. the can down the road. Really. Yeah. That's what you're doing. All right. Let's, uh, let's take a quick call. And, uh, who do, who do we have there? Fresh meat. Uh, this is Lauren. She has a comment on a dead animal inside of a cupboard. Okay. Nice. Hey, Lauren, you're on Mighty House. <laughs> Hi, thanks for taking my call. Uh-huh. It smells like something died in my kitchen pantry. Uh-huh. I pulled everything out of there last night. Uh-huh. There were no droppings, Correct. no signs of chewing or anything. Yep. There's an exhaust vent up near the ceiling, and I'm wondering if maybe there's a dead mouse in there. It's possible. Maybe her husband was cooking last night. Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's a possibility. <laughs> yeah. And I guess my question is, do I call a pest control company? And if I do, will they just fix that problem? Or do I have yeah. to sign a contract with them? Well, um, here, if it's a mouse, the smell is going to go away in a few days. So I'll give you an example. We went into a house that had a prop, that had a smelling prop. So we couldn't find it. So we just started bashing mm-hmm. holes in the walls. Eventually, we found... This little dead mouse. In the meantime, it was like three or four thousand dollars to put all the drywall back together and repaint the house for a, for oh, a dead God. mouse that had you just suffered with it for a little bit, it'll, it'll go away. Out. It'll it, it wants to. The homeowner was okay let, with you doing that because they wanted it. to get the smell. Right, and I was like, you just want to keep going and go. Yeah, we got to find it. Oh my God, Glade, Glade solids are a lot cheaper. So <laughs> yeah, get, get a bunch of those. You know, right. There's your roofer and waterproofing so guy I, right there. He's I, got I, he's got the right. answer. <laughs> if I waited out a few days for yep. the smell to go away, yep. can I put all my containers of food back in there and they'll be safe? I mean, there's no problem with that. There's no it, it, as long as there's no holes into the wall and that you know that cabinet is sealed. It has a back and all that stuff. I would say you're probably fine, and if your food's all in containers, shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. And I would say okay. if you haven't seen uh, any droppings, because that's usually the sign of mice a, is the droppings. Yep. So it, it well, could have... that's what I thought I was going to find, yeah. and there is nothing. Yep. And, and they just, okay. they, they fall in the wall, or it could be in the ceiling. It could be, you know, in the ceiling above. So, and, and that's the problem. Oh. You just don't know. And it, it gets to be yeah. really, really difficult to find. So, uh, rats... So it's okay to wait it out. Yeah, a, a mice. It'll it'll within a week or two. It'll, the, a mice smell will be gone. If it's a rat, it'll might take a month or so. Do you have a lot of trees over the house? Um, not over the house, but I have about a hundred trees on the property. Yeah. Sometimes a squirrel or something might be able to get in, or something might be something a little bigger than a mouse too. So right, it's a possibility. And and those will take a little yeah. longer for the smell to go away. But you could you could inspect the attic, inspect areas that you can see, like you did by pulling the cabinet out. And and if you don't okay. find anything, then I would just let it ride for a while and see what happens. Okay, great. Thank you so much. All right, thank You're you. You're welcome. And uh, you know, they, and it can end up costing thousands of dollars to try and find that smell that is not even, you know, that will go away on its own. So you know, if you want to spend the money, great. But if not, yes, Robbie. Okay, two things. Can I say two things? You you can say as many things as you want in two minutes. Okay. One is um, mm-hmm. we were doing shout out Saturday today. We are we have Gary Menzel from yeah. uh, the. She's not even paying attention. She now. she is. Yeah, Look not, there she is now. She is uh, from the union. So we are doing a little shout out to union guys because of the uh, of Jake with local union too, who was in the laborers union, and I was doing a shout out to all. So if that's anyway, only that's only because he was eight sucking seven up to seven. You. He was seven one one five six one one. If you would like to do a shout out to a union guy today, call us. Do a shout out. That's because he said yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, and oh, let you in your neighborhood. They are the nicest. He was. They sucking are up. so polite. He Jake, was, 
<laughs> well, okay. I'll, I'll start with a shout out to the Jim Allen and the Bricklayers Allied Craft Workers. There you go. Thank shout you. out to them, guys. They do a great job. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, and now we're going to have a, a, a question where we might get Nachi calling us. Okay. Okay. The question is, why isn't there an independent association of roof inspectors? Are home inspectors really qualified on all roofing systems? Uh, Nachi will be calling soon. Well, here, okay, so they're, they're also going to tell you if they haven't seen that system before or don't understand it. They're looking at a lot of different roofs all the time. They've got continuing education that they've got to do, so they're going to be up on the latest trends and and. And, and, you know, installation ways of, of doing all the different materials. So I would say it's a good starting point. It's a, it's a, it is. You know, it depends on what courses. Because sometimes he's just a regular home inspector. He's more adept to, you know, plumbing and stuff like this. He knows a little bit about the roof. But what's he studied on? What does he know about the roofing? You know, it's a little bit different with roofing. Sometimes a lot of the guys are more into electrical and plumbing and water and stuff. Thanks, Gary. I appreciate your time. And, uh, uh, thanks for having me. We'll talk to you soon. Yep. All right. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. This is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. <laughs> you gotta build fast. Cement drawing. All right, let's see. Uh, English side ruined. Must use French instructions. Le Grill. What the hell is that? It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. You can join us on Facebook Live right now, brought to you in part by Roofers and Waterproofers Local 11, Smart 265, Mr. Floor, and Mag Erad. You can follow us on Facebook by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show, and our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. And you can give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline. It's 877-711-5611, and you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe, and you can learn more at mrfloor.com. All right, want to say uh, thanks to Gary again from the Roofers and Waterproofers Local 11. Thanks for stopping by. We kept them a little bit longer than I said I was going to, but uh, we were getting phone calls and questions for them, so uh, it was good to have them in. So uh, hopefully we'll get them back soon. Uh, and uh, you guys can ask some more questions about it. So, with that, yeah, did you have? Are you ready, Robbie? Always should, ready. Should we just jump right into it? Well, I don't know. Rich usually has like five minutes of stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's busy answering emails right now. Me too. See see how that works. So, should we just play this? Yes. <laughs> Do you have a disarrangement disorder? Can't seem to get that jumbled hodgepodge pile of chaos in one place? Maybe it's time for a little disposal, a little cleanup, a little eradication, evacuation, liquidation, and purgeification. Here's Robbie with a tip on how to put some neatness into your disorder. This is Cluttered Clarity on Mighty House. Save me from this prison. Lord, help me get away. Your throat isn't that bad, Ron. Oh, yeah, it is. Only if I sing, I'll sound like Rich. <laughs> it's more of a Joe Cocker sound I've got going right now. Just... There you go. I've been lost in my own place, and I'm getting weary. How far is heaven? And I know that I'm 
ways of living How far is heaven? Lord, can you tell me? What I can tell you is Clutter Clarity is powered by Mr. Floor. Mr. Floor cleaning products are all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at mrfloor.com. All yours, Robbie. I know. I'm sorry. I was double-checking some of the talk about that roofing problem the guy had. Yeah. And he said, I said 33 square, and he said it's 300 square. No. No. 300 right. square feet. I don't know. Now I've... Now... That would I'll, be three squares. Discombobulated. Yeah. Rich Th- can figure it out. <laughs> a square okay. is 100, 100 square feet. Yeah. So 300 square feet is three squares. Done. Go on. Go. Move. Okay. Next. So anyway, Hi. Welcome to Clutter Clarity. Uh I posted this cute little thing on Facebook this week. You know how we always get those mailing return mail address, those little stickers? Yeah, I use them all the time. How often? I I always run out of them. I never have enough. Right now I'm out. I don't have any. How is that possible? Because I'm old school. I actually pay my bills through the post office. I, I, I write a check. And then I stick it in an envelope, and then I take that envelope, and then I, you know, I put it in the mail with a stamp on it. Well, if you have basic cable, online bill pay probably <laughs> takes forever. <laughs> so I use that little sticker instead of having to write my my return right. address on. I use that on all the bills. So I I go through you know eight or ten a, a month. Can't you just print them like normal people? No, you buy that, you print them. Oh yeah, no. See, I don't that. That would take an effort. Even I, if you used eight or ten a month. I, I always run out. People have hundreds. Uh, hundreds. Custom-made envelopes. <laughs> it makes me crazy because, okay, so obviously they're not using them if they have hundreds. You know, you're yeah. using them and you're running out. Yeah. But I find them all over the place. And people are like, oh, no, save those. Hold on to those. Clutter versus Writing your name and address, which would take 60 seconds. Yeah, but it's over and over and over again, over and again. You know, Not for right. most people. I mean, for you, it's different because you do pay yours. But most people don't use them. They just hoard them. Right. If I was paying online. A rubber stamp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's, see, I have thought about getting a rubber stamp. Yeah, I have thought about that. The self-inking kind. Of yes. Okay, oh, now oh, I'm oh, writing oh. that down. Christmas gift for Ron. <laughs> Christmas gift rubber stamp. Uh-huh. So, what would it be like? My address, boss, and Mister no, Cowgill. I don't, I don't even put that other. I, when I have to write it, I just put the address. I don't even put my name on it. I just write the re, the address. Really? And I don't even put my home address. I put my office address. <laughs> so, really? Yes. Okay. I don't put office my home address on anything. Address. Okay, I'm writing that down. Uh, t- if, and if you listen to the boss, it's because I spend more time at the office than I do at home. You do. Uh, so You do. Yeah. So speaking be- of the return address label stickers, what it's taking up is valuable real estate. Huh? Valuable real estate okay. in your home. So I went to a home yesterday, and this happens. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't see it. You know, I'm trying to do a radio show here, and you're distracting me. And you're uh, posting things that people can't see. It's yeah, just on, rude, on Randall. Facebook. Randall, it's just rude. <laughs> on the Facebook. Anyway, so 
a lot of times people will pack everything up and then they'll move and they'll just throw it in places because sure. they can't deal with it. Sure. And it'll be days, weeks, months, years before they get to it. So then they call me and I'll go through something like a linen closet and I'll pull things out. And Is I'll John be- in there? Sorry. Go ahead. John Lennon? Yeah. Linen. Oh, linen. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I don't even know why I bother. And then he's going to post this. <laughs> so people have just shoved stuff in so much. And they're like, I'm so embarrassed. It's so crowded. It's not that it's crowded. It's that there are things in there that don't belong. For example, yeah. pull things out and expired medicine in the linen closet. I found a T-shirt that doesn't even belong in the linen closet. Unless it was being used for like a wash rag. No. No? No. Or dusting. Um, yeah. You know... I don't even know why people just shove things in places just to get it out of the way. Because company's coming over. Company's yeah. coming over and put it in there. Right. Okay, so two linen closets I did this week. Uh-huh. And the one linen closet, it was we're going to use it for all the serving platters and dishes uh-huh. because it's the only place I'd have enough room. So I had to go through the whole house and go, look, in the kitchen, here's a serving platter. In the pantry, here's a serving platter. This serving platter wasn't even in box yet. Here in the linen closet, we have the serving platters. So... First of all, wash it then. collect yeah. everything that you have and put it in one place. So we take everything out, start putting things back, and then we have all these beautiful serving platters. We also have vases and pitchers. That's or, or a vase. Vase. We also have vases and pitchers. And that's what we're keeping in the linen closet because that's where they have what a vase the is. room. What's a vase? It's a vase over $35. <laughs> And then I pull out all those aluminum foil little dishes. Like if you're going to bake a cake or something to take it to like a cake sale or something, you don't want your dish back. You put it in the little aluminum foil thing, and then they have the little plastic lids. And there's all those aluminum foil things. Yeah, those, like, those go on top of the cabinet. They don't go anywhere. <laughs> They'll go. They go away. Because A, you're just saving them. Sometimes they're used. They're a dollar at the dollar store. Uh-huh. So you're wasting valuable real estate in your linen closet by using all the But it's a linen the closet. Space. Well, I, I should say linen closet. We're now we're using it as a storage area. As a pantry. As a pantry. Okay. For all of their serving bowls and dishes and again the vases vases and stuff. Vases? So take that out because you could build use that space for better things. Uh-huh. So at the end, that's what I did to the lady. I said, you're going to have to make some tough decisions. She goes, oh, but I use those and I love those. How often do you use them? Maybe once a year. Mm-hmm. No. So at the end, I showed her. I said, look at all the I've got the some on the cabinet now. that's been there for three years. Get rid of it. So I said, <laughs> now look at your space. Look, everything is organized. All of your serving dishes, you could easily pull them out. Do you really want to stick back this big bundle of mismatched aluminum things? No. They went away. They are recycled. Think about the real estate you have and the best uses for your things. This is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. 